Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I'm Carling. Oh, it's not Slajana, but it's someone better who's gotten shout outs on this podcast. Carling, <laughs> who knows both me and Slajana. I do. I work in the old career services. That's right. And just so our listeners know, we did say Carl with ING. So you are the action of a Carl. That is your I am a verb. And my name is a verb, right? Not only is it a verb, I've seen emails go to you that say, Hey, Carl, what is the weirdest version of your name someone's called you? Yeah, Carl, because it's just seems like they forgot. They just like stopped reading in the middle of the word, which they was like, weird. Oh, maybe she added these three letters for no reason. Just because. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you just point out before this interview that you're named after a beer. I am. It is a British lager. It's not the best of beers. It's okay. probably <laughs> probably on the Bud Light scale, but you know, it is. We have a coworker who loves some good delicious lights. So honestly, there's probably some Bud Light drinkers. Alex is, my Alex is a huge Anheuser-Busch fan. So yeah, probably drink some Carlene. Yeah. And like, you know, shout out to our St. Louis colleagues. Whoop, whoop. Oh yeah. Anheuser-Busch now owned by some European company, right? Mm, oh yeah. Good point. Mm. That's okay. No, no. They still own some Clydesdales and they show up in every Super Bowl. So it's fine. Yeah. Back to you. Let's discuss how we met yes well there i was being held hostage (laughs) by an office yes by an office of my non-placement as a new government civil servant and so i invoked the power of career services and my own talking points to um, advocate for my removal from the terrorist organization office. And then I ended up in career services, which nobody wants to really end up in, but it was fortuitous because we sit six feet away from each other when we're on opposite ends of our desks. Yeah. So what happened was some random day. I remember we were told you were coming for a month, maybe more. Yeah. 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 Your desk is next to mine. And suddenly you showed up one day and we just started talking as if we knew each other. And then your desk flare showed up a little bit later. Now Mm -hmm. I have a lot of desk flare. You are very (laughs) familiar with it now. It kind of looked like Happy Meal (laughs) from McDonald's just like pooped all over the place (laughs) along with like things people don't want anymore. They're like, oh, I found this at a fair. Do you want it? I'm like, yeah, it's my new decor. You came in with far less stuff, but you had more interesting things like the Everything is Fine Dog. Yeah, this is Fine Dog. Yeah, with its own cardboard box that is the flames. So yeah, he's in his house of flames and he's yeah. a stuffed animal. Yeah. 
So if a listener is confused by this, if you just type in everything is fine meme, you will see a no, dog. This is fine. Oh, this is fine. Yeah, I keep saying yeah, that. yeah. This is fine. It's okay. Yeah. And it it's on your desk. So everyone who enters our spaces sees it. Yeah. And you also had a lot of enamel pins on your mm-hmm. lanyard, which mm-hmm. I have a lot. So I appreciate a good enamel pin. What were they? Peggy from Hamilton. Mm-hmm obsessed paid $800 to go solo to Hamilton in New York city. And was it worth it? Best night ever. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Actually, I paid that much to go see David Diggs. Who's the original Lafayette Jefferson. Okay. And one week before I was supposed to go, his contract ended. Ah! So. I got to see some of the original Broadway cast, but then my husband, I have a Divi Dick story. I have lots of Divi Dick stories, but I can tell you about that later. I mean, feel free to tell one right now. Yeah. So I found out Divi Diggs, who is in Clipping, which is a rap group, was playing at Elephant and Castle in London Town. And I was like, husband. Will you go with me to this literal under the tracks club to see David Diggs, who you have never heard his music before? And we did. And we were the oldest people there by at least 15 years and got some X's on our hands. And I got to see David Diggs like so close. And all my dreams came true. Did and you get like my husband just like poured on you? Did you throw your bra up on stage? Oh, almost did, almost did. But like, I wasn't super fan, so it kind of felt like a little bit of a poser. Like, I didn't know a lot of his songs. I was just like, I'm here, I'm here to just look at you. And my husband did that for me, and it was amazing. And it cost twenty bucks, <laughs> not eight hundred. Now, speaking of your husband, that guy is a real British dude. Yep. You married yep. a real Brit. Like you read Jane Austen. I was like, you know what? I need that. Let me vision board this junk. Yep. I self-actualized that because I feel like it's my destiny, right? Like I'm named after a British beer. So I'm How pretty did Anglo. Out? Did you go to England? Just pick one out of the crowd? Yeah. Uh, less travel heavy. I went to a house party. Actually, it was a sausage party, like a real life, like actual sausage. Was oh, not served. just a bunch of dudes around. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like our love language is sausage. So I knew we were, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was destined to trap his ass. So I did. <laughs> I was like, what do you do? And then he spoke with his British accent. He said he was a rocket scientist. And I was like, what? Okay. Someone who has seen his resume, he really is a rocket scientist with NASA. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> as, as my friend Jackie says, uh, he works in the space telegoats. No, he works in <laughs> space telescopes. Yes, that's yeah, what it is. He does X-ray and calorimeters and all these things that smart people around me do, but I never do. Yeah. And yeah, so you got not only. A British Mr. Darcy, but you got one that was like, oh yeah, and I, I, I don't do British accents really well, and I do the telescope with the, scope <laughs> in the space sky. telegoats. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how often do you go to England because of said British man? 
we go every Christmas and I don't know how many of our listeners are your listeners. I'm like totally part of this now. You had gone up to people in the post office line and mentioned ladies of Lima. So <laughs> you're one of our biggest sponsors right now. Yes. Brand ambassadors. We, yes, we go for Christmas, which is like times 1000. It is so good. Everything like the queen makes a speech. You have full English breakfast, every like Christmas markets and all that stuff. So I made a pair of earrings for you that was based on something delicious. Is that true? Because there's something gross that you told me about. Is it blood pudding? I love blood pudding. Oh, it's like a sausage. Please see previous reference of sausage party, (laughs) but it is Christmas pudding. It is. So the Brits love a fruit cake. It's just in different, it's like variations of a dried fortified cake and they don't make fun of it like we do right no they love it (laughs) they live for it so they have like christmas pudding which is this round thing that you sort of light on fire with booze kind of fun you get behind that lighting something on fire sounds fun yeah and then you douse it to make it edible with cream which also has alcohol in it But yeah, I was almost like Steve told his parents like that I didn't like the Christmas pudding (laughs) and I thought we were never going to get married because they will never forgive him for marrying an American anyway. But then I said I didn't like the Christmas pudding and I thought I was never going to realize my dreams, (sighs) but it's okay. It's okay. They got over it. They got over it. They came, they came to the wedding. It was good. (laughs) now besides self-actualizing yourself as a british you know connoisseur and stealing one from the you know motherland Mm -hmm. also have a love of trashy tv that is like your number one hobby like when i was asking what makes you a lady of leisure you were like trashy tv and i even went to slajana and said hey when you think of carlene what would you talk about on the podcast as a lady of leisure? And she also said trashy TV. <laughs> it's true. It's a defining characteristic. Like, yeah. So please give me like the top three that you are watching right now. Oh, gosh. Well, anything on Bravo and back to the lanyard flare. Oh, yeah. That goes into this. Yes. One is Darinda from Real Housewives of New York who I love and I identify with, which is not great. I mean, she's kind of a like yells and gets really crazy when she's drunk. That is the New York one. The one with the countess. Yes. Okay. Yes. I remember a countess. Yep. She's the, she's in the New York one. So I pretty much like all of the real housewives franchise. I like below deck, (laughs) which Which is deck. that's like, yacht people but you're like it's the service oh. industry yeah saudi arabia Riyadh. no they're in like no wait what did you say yeah i thought <laughs> i heard Riyadh, like the capital oh, of saudi oh, arabia oh. <laughs> i think i said yacht <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> 
I was like, wait, what is this thing? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but we should probably write that because yeah, we should probably, probably write that. Okay, so it's people who own yachts and like the ridiculous things they do. No, it's the service staff that works oh. on the yachts and the shenanigans that go on between them and the guests. So, so yeah. What have you learned about yachts based on this show? Oh, I'll never be able to afford to go on a yacht. And I'm not sure I want to either. Like, that's, you know. How big is, like, these are like 200 foot boats. How many, how many staff do they need? That they're they gonna- have staff and I learned on another podcast, they have the whole film crew that like stays on the yacht too. So I don't know. It's like, no wonder they're yelling at each other all the time. Now, I think yeah. you just said something. Me and Slajana did not give you credit. You're also a huge podcaster. As in you listen to podcasts, not that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, oh, yeah. The yeah. reason the other- I listened mm-hmm. to We Work was because like you had recommended, there was one about pyramid schemes. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Called The Dream. Yeah. And I would come in and tell Lisa every day whether she wanted <laughs> it or not. And she usually didn't. But I'd be like, no, I, I did want this one because I went back and listened to the first episode. Yeah. It, it lights a fire in me about the injustice of pyramid schemes. Now it does bring up it. Cause then I had to share my story of being in a loser pyramid scheme where I didn't take oh, yeah. it. <laughs> me out. They're not selling enough wine slushy junk. Yeah, I think I think admittedly you've been a part of more than one, right? But like free free willing, eyes wide open. Oh, so well, so the wine slushy one, I was definitely supposed to be a seller and they're like, You're not doing a very good job. <laughs> and then and I was like employee number eighty one. But then I threw a pyramid scheme party and two people that I invited. So it was a triad of two other ladies. It was Lula. Row is that no no row yeah. yeah yeah okay the leggings people mm-hmm. and then a Rodan and Fields skin. oh right mm-hmm. so <laughs> they came in and they were surprised when I invited a bunch of people I was like come for not one pyramid scheme not two but three and they were like excuse me this is an opportunity <laughs> this is not a pyramid scheme I was like oh are we not all believing we're part of pyramid schemes I thought we were very like eyes wide open. But you're right. I've yeah. gone to, so the only pyramid scheme I think really works is slumber parties, which is now pure romance. And that's yes. you're basically throwing a sex toy party with friends that you've gathered and you have someone telling you about products and very few things I bought from them. Do I ever regret? And I still own things from them that I've like bought like years ago. And those parties are a great time. Because yeah. you're talking with a friend and that quiet person that you don't talk to very often leans over and is like, I have eight of those. And you're like, yeah. what? what are you mm-hmm. doing with eight? <laughs> I remember you said too, specifically about that one, which I agreed with, is like there would be no other like alternative venue that that would be appropriate. So right, yes, like, you I'm do not- have to throw a party for that. <laughs> How many times do I look at something like if I were to go to the adamandeve.com site, I don't really know what that thing is. I don't know. Like I could read like eight inches, but I'm like not going to whip out a ruler and I don't even know if that's good. I don't know. But if I Mm -hmm. believe and I'm like, oh, hey, 
Have you tried that? Is it like in a minute? And then you can get like, you know, your ladies touch. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I remember one time my (laughs) friend through this, like one of the wine club ones, which like I do not have a discerning palate. We're drinking wine right now that we described as a punch to the face. And we're still going to drink each other. Like, well, at least we can get drunk on this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, the bar is low and I was like, ah, I'm not even enjoying this. And I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I think the upsell was the glasses. Like she was trying to sell the glasses. And so she, this poor woman put them in my idiot hands and I broke it immediately. And I'm not sure if it's because it was like shitty quality or I was drunk, probably both. But she, I'll yeah, never forget the drunk people glasses. Seriously. I know, <laughs> like the stem broke, and I was, I just remember her face vividly, and I could see all one hundred dollars she probably spent on that glass going down the. Dra- I mean, it's this is why I have visceral reactions to it. Just saying. So with podcasts and with Mm -hmm. TV, me and you do not agree on a lot of things. Like 90% of the stuff, I'm like, you know what I love? Fairy tales, (laughs) young adult, trashy fiction. And you're like, it sounds effing terrible to me. Subscribe, Lisa. And then you will come in and be like, oh my God, I listened to this serial killer and how he's chosen the last three victims. (laughs) Over the last year, and it's 90 minutes. I'm like, that sounds like something. I don't know. But yeah, we have bonded over a couple things. We have, we have. You remember what we bonded over? I do. I two come to mind. I'm gonna go because I I remembered this one that we ha- hadn't talked about in a while. New queer eye during yeah! quarantine. Yes. New queer eye. I have in my hair right now quinoa based hair product because thanks JVN <laughs> and I'm gonna pickle some grapes. Thanks, Anthony. Like it's just what the world needed. It's Wait, just what the world which needed. What is your favorite out of the queer eye group? Oh, don't make me choose. I mean, I, I know think- who my favorite is. He's the crier of the group. You go first. Okay. Who is the crier of the group? Like at the end of every- No, they all cry. Yeah, but someone is crying before everyone else. I think Anthony cries a lot. Yeah, Yeah, I do like him. Yeah. I do like him a lot. I was like, oh, he was the guy in my school that I really liked. And he's like, I'm gay. And I was like, of course you are. We're in (laughs) state together. We're doing music together together, buddy. Yeah. Not surprised. I think I do like JVN the most because he is just outrageous, and I, I, some people you know can't handle that all the time, and I so he think grew some on. people can't handle me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, all you of them. You mm-hmm. bring up a good point. You and him, I feel like go zero to one hundred in <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> it's true. Is there a in the office? Where everything's quiet, and all of a sudden I hear, "Oh my god!" <laughs> now it could be you just got an email that's good. It could be you got an email that's bad. It could be that you just read a headline 
and not the actual article. It could be that someone sent you like a just quick message or that it's lunchtime. Yep. <laughs> yes, that is accurate. Yeah, it could be really, I, I live, I scream the moment and it's gotten me in trouble a lot. It could be on my performance review officially. <laughs> <laughs> it but is like, critical. But that I they, take it down a notch in the workplace, but yeah, just take it down a better. notch. They didn't say a smidge or like a scotch, like yeah. Uh, awesome. yeah. Well, I told our boss that it was a little bit because, as a Jewish person, culturally, <laughs> we live in a constant fear of annihilation. And that was told to me by my gynecologist when I asked her for Xanax one time and I was naked. And I was like, wow, this, you know, that's just what happens when you're Jewish. Yeah. Which what was his correlation by the way? What's that? Oh, I was like, yeah, I know. Because it's true. <laughs> oh, Lots of inbreeding as well. So yeah, that's that's a big problem with the anxiety. But yeah, yeah. Like I was like, yeah, fill that Xanax prescription. <laughs> but going back, like, you know, besides go like you are your queer eye personality uh, Jonathan Van Ness. Yes, I would say that. Yes, queer eye. Yes. Thanks. And then the other show, the other show we agreed on, which I didn't think we were gonna get there. Love is blind. Yes. Love is blind. Yes. So you told me about it and I was like, <laughs> and we were live chatting like, oh my God, I just finished this episode. So good. Like, I don't know what it was about that. It hit me the way that road rules versus real world would. Yes. In the day. It was yes. just hot. It was a good spot. Yeah. I think like being like catching the wave of relevant, like when everyone's watching it, like the Netflix, oh my gosh, it came out and being able to binge it and talk about it. Like that's really good. Cause I always had problems committing to a show. So. And Love is Blind for those that don't know is the show where they take pretty people. Mm-hmm. all types of people and they say listen you got to go in these rooms and have deep conversations with people but you don't know what they look like and there's a wall between you so you can see silhouettes but that's it and mm-hmm. as soon as like two or three days into it people were proposing once yeah. you propose then you can see each other and was there anyone that upon seeing them broke up i don't think so no one broke up upon seeing no one broke up upon seeing Jessica was made out to be a bit of a villain, but uh, she was. We, we talked. Yeah, we talked about this, right? That was that was part of the experiment. Maybe love is not blind, right? Also, her, to be fair, Jessica proposed to a guy that was her Ten. junior. Ten years, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. She, she got burned by one guy because he was like, no, no, mm-hmm. thank you. So then she moved guy to... Guy that goes by his last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once you're allowed to see everyone, they move you to a retreat and you're allowed to see everyone else. So she got to see the other guy. 
and, <laughs> and it turns out the guy she proposed to is short. Short. Yeah. Wasn't he Jersey too? Was he Jersey? No, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, he was super Italian. And well, remember, yeah, we were talking. I was trying to explain this to you, but I was like, it reminded me of explaining a field of dreams. It's like, no, no, it's a really good movie, but see what it's about is like this guy and the ghosts come and baseball and it's real father-son story. So it sounds ridiculous when you're explaining it. Be like, no, no, trust me, it's good, it's good, it's good. Well, so and then yeah, we were watching it. I'm like, what exactly am I watching? I don't know. I can't really explain it, but they all live in Atlanta. Maybe the people disappeared that didn't propose. Where yeah, that's right. met go? like three people and they never made it to like, they basically didn't propose to people, which means they're human, right? Because yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're like, I need to know more about that. Why didn't they propose? Oh, because they're human. <laughs> yeah. And Jessica, for as crazy as she was, seemingly on the show, she was bringing up doubts that, that she should marry someone her junior after three weeks. Yeah. Now, most right. were rooting for the people to get married, but we're also thinking, this is crazy. We just want you to do it. Not because it's yeah. sane, though. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, and why are Nick and Vanessa Lachey producers randomly? Oh, I, I don't know. Why are they, yeah. Is this 98 degrees? Like, are you a super couple? I don't think you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He did produce the show back on it, like back in the day, MTV. It was like a center stage show about the high, like this high school performing arts, like Juilliard, but not Juilliard at all. (laughs) (laughs) Or like even the New York fame high school. Anyway, I watched both seasons of that, uh, of course. So I forgot what it was called, taking the stage or something. Very good. Very good. So here is another show that we live chatted and binge watched. It was also over pandemic. Tiger King. Yes. Tiger, Tiger King. King. Yes. <laughs> oh man. I feel like the Tiger King is the antithesis of Queer Eye. It's like, yeah, what it do you mean? It feel good that I binged it and yet I couldn't look away. I was like, I have to know. Did Carol kill her husband? No. Is he still? Oh, oh sure is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you needed to watch to guess whether she killed her husband or not, right? I mean, I'm just saying. Are we on the fence about that still? I don't think so. I mean, no. I, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it tiger <laughs> him. Yeah. <laughs> well, they really knew how to produce that because they showed the lady. I think she's a lady. I don't know how she identifies, but with the missing arm right oh. off of that. Yeah. And you had to know how that happened. So, yeah. And we did. Yeah. And we did find out. And she still worked yeah. there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The follow up series. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, super, yeah. super bingeable. And yet, don't feel like a better human for that. Don't feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my trash TV in a nutshell. Yeah. It's <laughs> not, great. Well, not great. So, one of my favorite shows is my big fat American gypsy wedding. (laughs) That's the trashiest you can go. And I know so much about their culture based on that TV show. I was like, okay, you have to be a virgin, but you dress like something my parents won't let me leave the house with, but you're Mm -hmm. not allowed. And then, but you got to keep your house clean or your double wide clean. 
Oh um, yeah. So I was telling my friend Lisa T about this and she was living in Aberdeen, Maryland at the time. And she's like, I can't watch that show because they live here and I see them and they're just <laughs> as that show implies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to know. I might just drive up there and watch it, but it, it always ends in fights. And yeah. yeah, I think there's even a spinoff show. I think like two of the gypsy sister aunts things like have a spinoff. Cause they oh. Have- yeah. yeah. Oh, going back to like British shows. Yes. The since we also love The Office, that is another show we can agree yeah. on. The original version of Big Fat Wedding. What's it called? Big Fat No, it's not Greek wedding. Whatever. Whatever it's called. Gypsy. Gypsy wedding. Yeah. Was a British. Yeah. And those people are really to educate me on that because I was like, oh yeah, the Pikeys and all those weirdos. Yeah, 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 yeah. They call them weirdos, but They know what they are. They know what they're doing. And yeah. they're living it. They, they yeah. live in their life. Yeah, they don't care. That's, they don't care. That's it's their true. jam. The British office. Yes. Very good. I wish it would have gone longer. But, but I feel like the first couple seasons of American office were not as good because British office was better. But then obviously the rest of it. So good. So good. Now, are you watching Space Force? I am not watching Space Force. I have a very limited time due to the sudden childcare <laughs> that I was meant to provide, have been providing. <laughs> yeah, so this is your first week. So this goes into another facet of your life as a lady of leisure. You have now learned it's hard to be a lady of leisure when you have a child that just is over one years old. Yes, yes. But you know what? I subscribed to the coochie timeline of (laughs) one year and everything magical happens after that. And that's true, friends. That is true. Literally after the first birthday, you're just like, live your life. It's uh, amazing. You can think thoughts again. You can not have to shove food in your face. You can do a little bit of thinking about meals. You can watch TV. Although I say this, I think I was a little more on the not the best time management mom of a newborn. I don't know so, that my moms have great time management. So right now I'm reading a book called Design Mom because I realized after I've started looking at houses that we're trying to buy, if people have really designed a great house, it it's night and day. And the problem, my friend Aikisha explained this to me. She was like, Lisa, the problem with well-educated people is we think we can learn everything. So Mm. of course I subscribed to that. I was like, oh, well, instead of hiring an interior designer, why don't I read eight books all at the same time? (laughs) And I'll learn it myself. And that was her point. Like, you can't do everything. So I'm reading a book called Design Mom. And in it... (laughs) He's giving great facts of like, if you have like a bazillion kids, maybe you should subscribe to having stools and they can double as like end tables and like stackable and like you can move them. So nice ideas like that. But Mm -hmm. every time I read what she says, so she has a 17 year old and a three year old, six of them in between. So like it is eight people living in this house. 
She's like, I like to hang up guitars because during practice time, if someone just picks the guitar off the wall, then like someone might join and sing. And like the board games that are happening in the corner is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Living. And then like there's other uh, things where she's like, and then I like to have, and I realize it's the Pinterest social media problem where yeah. everything is beautiful. She's not going to say, oh, when my kid's an a-hole, I'm really glad I designed a kitchen where I can shut a door and just be like, and we're done. That's not yeah. design element. Mm. So I yeah. back to your point, I don't think there's good time management around newborns. or No, newborns. yeah, less... Less pyramid schemes, more talking about real issues. Like my kid's being an asshole. Why, you know, what can I do about that? That's what we need to hear. Yeah. Yes. And we need to p- people take pictures of their real homes. Like I oh, don't yeah. want to see that your kid only owns three toys. I know they don't. Did you shove them all in the toilet tank? Where are they? <laughs> Like where yeah. are these hidden toys? And they're not all Melissa and Doug. They're not the uh-huh. wooden ones. I know you have plastic all over this house. Plastic all over. Yes. I yeah. also know your kid has more screen time than you're saying. Oh, I was so, de- yeah. Here's like, I was so desperate. Okay. Again, I think part of my Jewish heritage is the affinity for the television. I just think very uncomfortable without the TV. I'm not sure why, but I've heard several of my Jewish friends say this too. I was desperate for Jasper to sit in front of the television for 10 minutes, especially when we're in lockdown. Yeah. Well, now I get to watch Sesame Street, which I feel like is a treat for me. I'm learning to be smarter, stronger, and kinder. I... (laughs) know how to phonetically spell things i mean it's great my everybody wins my latest episode of bust magazine has an article about the women of sesame street which talks about oh it's so good i thought you might like i did a deep dive see this is where, where i spend my time too i go deep dive on the googles yes and i was like how does one become a puppeteer because that is that's serious that's some and serious they stuff. say you start by managing the now I can't remember if it's the right hand or the left hand, but you start as a one-handed operator of the Muppet or yep. the puppet. And that's how you become a Sesame Street puppeteer. And I was yeah, like, wow. You work your way up. Yeah. Do you remember a lo- guy that basically became Elmo? <gasps> no, like in New York? No, no, no. Not the stands outside and asks for pictures. <laughs> Well, that guy personally, actually. Yeah, no, no. He's the Elmo on Sesame Street. But he created <laughs> Elmo. And he has a documentary on Netflix, I believe, Ooh. on how he became Elmo. He's a black guy. But the problem was at some point, he and he, so he takes Elmo to like hospitals and other things. So he's the guy behind Elmo, but he talks about how if Elmo's on his arm, no one pays attention to him, even if he's not dressed in black or anything. There was some scandal that maybe he was inappropriate with children, but he was cleared of everything. But like once mm-hmm. I, 
starts that something happened, it's hard to get rid of that. But like later, it like mm-hmm. went it went the way of the dodo, and like it was no longer an issue. But but his documentary was great. It was like talking about how he just started making puppets in his neighborhood and like practicing. But he had to beg, cheat, and steal to get on Jim Henson's production. I think he oh. Dark Crystal. The oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, are you saying yeah. weren't coworkers? You might have been a puppeteer. No, I don't have that <laughs> artistic ability. I just appreciate those on TV that do because I like to watch it. Yeah, like I watch terrible TV or like really kind of good. Like we watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, we watch. Lost. I don't know if we've talked about Lost. That may be a separate conversation. So I've never watched Lost. Oh no. Alex did, my husband, but my dad went through a real big like lost phase and then he got angry like everyone else in the last season and stuff like that. I loved the last season because it was like I don't know, existential, like dark. Like, hmm, I'm satisfied with that. Yeah, but, I was probably watching Felicity and being like, I hope she gets back to <laughs> 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 I what well, we talked about this too, box set of my so-called life. Yes. How I wanted red hair so badly because Claire. <sighs> uh, so good. And Jared Leto or Leto, whatever his name yeah. is, that guy. So good. So broody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ricky. Yeah. Who Ricky. went on to go be in rent. Yes. So bringing back our theater roots here. Mm-hmm. Theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are really ladies of leisure. Look at us. Even at work, ladies of leisure. <laughs> Mostly. Can't wait to get back to work to be efficient and I bet my husband can't wait for me to get back to work either. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I have is what, this is a pop quiz for you. What is one of our favorite ways to communicate? Because you're our communications officer on our team. How do we communicate with people? Oh, well, through food, I think. Oh, I was thinking our animated gifts. Oh yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, we do love that. Well memes are good. I think our team really excels at fabulous potlucks. Oh themed, yeah. Themed potlucks. Yeah, we had and, everyone bring in a crock pot filled with something. That was one thing. <laughs> there was like yeah. Irish Day. There was there were so many things. Oh, we missed Irish Day because of COVID. I'm going to have a redo. With Yes, we have a very psychologically safe team, which includes our bosses, which was not the case in my previous office, which I was being held hostage. So you can see the night and day of the situation. And they let us communicate through (laughs) memes (laughs) and gifts. To our like official communications to our workforce, and they appreciate it. Yes, I. There's probably not a day that goes by where we don't issue out something where it's yeah. like guidance on how to do something, and we reply with a meme. And then they have to, we coax them to physically see us, and well, then they see right the 
I've been encouraging now, not right now. Not right now. <laughs> the days of yore, we'll get yes. there again, maybe. Who knows? Then they stop by our desk where it looks like Lisa Frank threw up everywhere. And it's and beautiful in their face, just like this mine. And they see that this is fine dog and they're, they love it. They, our corner is magical. <laughs> well, I have to say this was a beautiful interview. I'm glad we finally got you back on the ladies of leisure bandwagon. I know you had like fallen off a little bit, but congratulations. You just survived a ladies of leisure podcast. Woo! <laughs> survive the first year of your kid you can do anything whoop, whoop. now do you know how we end episodes i forgot you forgot okay so we basically just say lol oh together together yes we do so ready one two three l, l-